1: This still is a surreal moment um, for me even <laughs> to even think that you're not playing football anymore but man I just I love you and I it was a, a, it was a privilege to, to get to learn from you last year and, and really just see what I've admired from afar uh, what was real uh, I, I'm just thankful that you you, you showed me uh, you know how to be a NFL
0: quarterback man so I'm that was a privilege. Oh, boy. Who was that? Uh, who's he saying goodbye there to? Um, Jalen Hurts, maybe? Is that Jalen Hurts?
2: No. I got nothing. Not Jalen Hurts. That's Jameis Winston.
0: Wow. Ah, that makes on sense. On breeze. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, Austin, here's the deal, okay? Got the ultimate sports fan question. Asked I this question the other day. He's a sports fan. Coos, I want you. you to jump in here, I kind of know where you're going. You got the NFL playoffs, including the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's the biggest thing we got going. But you get the playoffs, too, okay, uh, in January. You have the NHL playoffs, which many people say there's nothing better than playoff hockey. You have the NBA playoffs, which if you want longevity, you got that in the NBA playoffs, <laughs> at the very least. Uh, you have golf's four majors. Let's throw the Players' Championship in there, too. Or you have March Madness. Oh, by the way, I missed the World Series in Major League Baseball, too. Uh, or you have March Madness. You get one to pick. Which one are you taking? So What's I, the first one you're drafting?
1: So I get one playoff run. So it, basically it's, not game, it's not not one game it's not one event
0: no nope, it's oh, not one then, event yeah. it's not like just the Super Bowl it's a but you get the whole run of it because like March Madness it's a fitness category it's a few weeks it's a month you know sure, so sure.
1: oh then um, I'm taking the that I'm taking the NFL playoffs all day cuz you can tailgate
0: How many times have you tailgated for the NFL playoffs?
1: Uh well the one time I did actually two times one time with the Packers when I was a kid and then one time with the Jaguars when they played the Bills and they were both fun times, two for two.
0: All right. Well, there you go. So I would think a lot of people would lean NFL playoffs here. Uh, you know what? I almost look at this question and I say, listen, you love it all. You'd, you'd love to see it all. But it's more what could I – what would I really miss? Not almost what I want to see so badly, but what would I really miss? And that's kind of where I go. I'm a baseball guy, right, uh, kind of born and bred that way. Uh, Red Sox fan growing up, I re- there is something I get it. This wouldn't be the most popular one, but like there is something about Major League Baseball in the playoffs and that run to October and the World Series that is I just appreciate. It. Like every pitch feels different in the in the baseball playoffs. I don't know if I could miss that in a calendar year. Uh, now I asked Ty guy this. He said March Madness. He said this is it, no doubt. He didn't even hesitate. I mean, he's watching, like, every game. Yeah. Who's I got a feeling you're going to go NBA playoffs.
2: I, just, uh, I don't know if I would because I would miss the NFL too much.
0: I just, yeah, feel,
1: like, I just feel like the the camaraderie, and I don't know. Maybe because I haven't really been to an MLB playoff game. I haven't been to an NHL. But, I mean, obviously, NHL playoffs are, are nuts. But I just think from, like, the camaraderie – and like just the the amount of fun that I had when the Bills were in town playing the Jaguars and the like I I don't know I have a hard time believing like that that like that atmosphere yeah um would top the NFL I, I just I have a, even like the March Madness like yeah but like basketball it's a it's a smaller crowd. Right, like there's not a lot of tailgating. I feel like with it, like yeah, you can go pregame at the bars and everything, but I just feel like football is the ultimate tailgating event. It's the ultimate camaraderie event, um, and it's the ultimate event to just you know bring a bunch of friends together and hang out.
0: Well, you know, here's the thing too. You got to look at this again through the the goggles of a sports fanatic. All right, a sports fan, which so many of us are, uh, and here's the problem with the NFL playoffs, in my opinion. You got to wait a week. You know, you got this month, and you got to wait a week. Thursday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, great for the NCAA tournament. Now we got to wait four or five days to do it again. You know, the waiting will kill you. It's almost like you got to ask yourself. This is where the NBA and NHL come into play. And I think even Major League Baseball, you have games and sometimes multiple games on a daily basis. And so that's kind of nice, right? So you get more of them. Maybe you don't get the quality or the atmosphere like you're talking, but you get more of them. You can keep your slate busy uh, and, and see something on a daily basis. It's almost like this, Austin. It's like, if you can go to Vegas for a month, which one are you signing up for? Say, oh, uh, I mean, if I can go to Vegas for a month, and w- what do you mean? Well, if you can go to Vegas, you're going to go to Vegas, and you're going to watch, and you're going to be in a sports book, and you're going to oh, be yeah, that, on all the yeah, TVs. Yeah, the that NFL probably... would be great for Saturday, Sunday, but it's not going to be great for Monday through Friday. That's my No, point. for sure.
1: But, Kuz, okay, let me ask you this question, Kuz. Some of the best parties I've ever been at, Right. Were they just a one giant shindig, or was it a party like, like, okay, let's answer it like this, in college? Because you probably partied a lot, knowing you. I mean, yeah, I think Flagler understands that. But, like, was it always just, like, that one big blowout party that you look forward to? Or was it, like, the weekly party, like, every single week and, hey, let's go out here. Like, what do you remember most about your college career in terms of partying? Was there one giant party that really drew drew you to the partying atmosphere, or was it just drawn out? Maybe drawn out for you.
2: It was – yeah, I'm trying to think if there was, like, one big party thing that we did every single time. I mean, tailgating the Mumford & Sons playing actually down in St. Augustine yeah. right across from our house yeah, was yeah. was kind of awesome. Yeah. But that wasn't, like, something that we were, like, looking to every forward to every year. That was just, like, a one-off thing. No, that thing. was,
1: like, a one-off thing, but like that sticks out to you because you brought it up.
2: Yeah. Right? Well, yeah.
1: So I guess that's what I'm trying to say is, like, to me – Like the NFL playoffs, they're like, yeah, you don't get them every other day. um, And there's not too many of them. But it's like that one big, you know, shebang, let's just say. And sometimes that can be a lot more rewarding than, you know, every other day you're going to watch NCAA basketball or something like that, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good point, right? The Super Bowl is such a mega deal. Uh, And, you know, more so than a game seven of any sport probably again the hockey playoffs or something now game seven and every game seven special but like the championship game in uh the championship game in college basketball even the final four that's not the best part of march madness in my opinion The best part of the first weekend <laughs> because yeah. you get all the games yeah so i like to your point i think you that's a good point like a memorable thing could you miss the super bowl and for a lot of people that's no, right? That shindig, that big deal that you're talking about, even if you gotta take a few days off from seeing everything else, the build up to that is probably as spectacular as we get in sports and something that would be hard to miss.
1: Yeah, exactly. To to me, it's more about the experience out of like that one time, as opposed to the experiences you know put together. We talk about the Super Bowl. I mean, that is the culmination. That's that's one of the biggest events in all of sports. So, uh, yeah, I have a hard time saying I, I wouldn't want to be because keep in mind it's not just the Super Bowl. It's the, the Super Bowl week. I mean, we we've been there. We've covered it. It's it's uh, the whole week. It's like a nonstop party. Especially if you're a fan, you don't have to work that. I imagine you can have some pretty good times there um, if you're a fan. Then. And your teams in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. Hey, uh, you brought up another topic. Uh, NHL referee makeup call. Um, they found out, or they heard uh, on a live mic that he was. Uh, it was a makeup call, and they fired him. Yeah. Um, makeup calls in sports are common, man. Does this bother you that he got fired?
1: No it uh, no, it bothers me because he got fired, yeah, because it's kind of uh to me it's it's a little aggressive now, obviously, they had to fire him because of the optics of how it came across when the entire audience could hear him saying that it's a makeup call, but hockey's that one sport where there's like just there's just a bunch of unwritten rules, you know, I mean, heck, you, you can fight each other in hockey. You can't really do that in any other like sport. Like, there's, there's a set of rules where the refs are like, okay, these two guys can fight. We're going to just mind our time. If somebody falls on the ice, we'll go in there and clear it up. But until the meantime, these two guys can fight. Like, that's an unwritten rule. Like, I don't think it says in the NHL rule book where, hey, if two guys fight, be sure to stay back and give them t- t- plenty of space until somebody gets either knocked out, loses a tooth, or they fall over. Like, that's just, that's kind of an unwritten rule. So when you have the unwritten rules of hockey, I'm not saying that, you know, a referee may- for a makeup call is an unwritten rule, but I feel like we see this all the time in every single sport. It's just the fact that this guy got caught. He got caught on w- with a hot mic saying it and. You know, it is what it is. So I get why the NHL let him go. And keep in mind, he was done this year. And anyways, he was going to retire, I think, in April. So it's not yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, so it's not like, I mean, you know, he's he's leaving money on the table. Like he was on his way out anyways. Um, I don't have a problem with the makeup call. I just I, I, I agree with the NHL for letting him go because of the hot mic because it's bad optics. You can't keep a guy like that on.
0: Yeah, I get it too. I mean, and again, it does kind of work out for the NHL. They can say, okay, you're done forever. We're not going to tolerate this. Uh, we don't want the optics out there like like that. Again, remember they had the big thing in the NBA with what was it, Donahue, uh, the official. Um, so you want to avoid anything like that, that, that this stuff goes on just in case from a gambling perspective uh, and you're throwing things or, or catering to one team over the other. So it's, a, it's an easy call by the NHL to kind of set a standard, no doubt. But, the bottom line is, Austin, makeup calls in sports happen all the time. Um, I, I will say this: I, I think makeup calls are stupid. If you miss a call, don't compound your miss. It's like it's like missing a ground ball and making a throw throwing error. Man, you used to be told, don't compound your error. <laughs> right? Don't yeah. make two. I, I think trying to get a makeup call is silly. Uh, you know. And by the way. New Orleans Saints fans they love a makeup call but it still won't help them get to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago on the pass interference right well yeah, I know for
1: sure but if you're going to do a makeup call also don't be like the most blatant worst call in NHL history like the the whole tripping call it was it was ridiculous like there wasn't even a stick <laughs> for the guy to trip over like the the guy just fell from the the uh, it was the wings and the, and the predators um And like he just fell and like with no rhyme or reason. And then they called the penalty for it. Like it's one thing if it's close or it's like, all right, that's, that's a bad call. But like I can, no, there was like no rhyme or reason why that penalty was called. Like that's what rubs people the wrong way is when you try to do the makeup call, but there is no circumstance where that call should be made in the first place.
0: So Nashville ends up winning the game. And to your point, too, this is what was captured. On the audio. And by the way, it's got a little FCC problem, too, because it was captured on the broadcast in Nashville. Quote, it wasn't much, but I wanted to get a blanking penalty against Nashville early. Yeah, not a good look. It was pretty pretty blatant (laughs) about it. Hey, speaking of cheating, cheating in baseball has long been a thing. Stealing signs, uh, doctoring bats in baseballs. Major League Baseball says they're going to go to great lengths this year to try to avoid substances being put on the ball by pitchers. Yeah. Now, in the past, substances have always been put on the baseball. You know, I mean, from the old spitball to pine tar to something. And the only time this usually gets called out, and it hasn't in like, probably one time a year, it feels like, is if somebody's super blatant about it. I remember the Red Sox called out a Yankees pitcher a couple of years back, and it wasn't even, like, in a big series down the stretch. But, I mean, he was so obvious about, like, going to his hat that, like, you always had to say something. Uh, and I say that from a Red Sox side of things. But MLB is going to use StatCast data to determine spin of the ball to find out if pitchers are cheating. So yeah. now they're going to get computers and analytics involved to see if it's almost humanly impossible to put that much spin on a ball. Is that going too far to curb cheating or what?
1: Yeah, like, w- once again, like, I, I don't know. In-, in terms of tradition and things like that, like, if-, if we're getting to the point now where you're trying to judge the rotation of a ball on Statcast, stat And if that rotation doesn't match up um, to what the pitcher usually throws, you're going to throw a red flag at it and, like, you know, go out there and question them. Man that's that's a little too aggressive for me you know because now you're putting ai in charge like if you want to do that then you might as well put like robotic umpires back there as well because that you're you're literally one step away from doing that i i have an issue with it um you know now if, if, if there's I feel like there's other ways you can tell. or there's If, if a team requests, hey, check out this pitcher, then go check him out. But, like, if we're going to rely on artificial intelligence essentially to predict whether a guy is cheating or not, I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Yeah, I, it's a, well, I know how I feel about it. No. Get it out of here. I, again, we are doing – you're talking about a baseball traditionalist who also understands that baseball needs to change and needs to adapt. It needs to get younger and all those things. But – there's a point, and I hate robotic umpires, so I have these conversations with folks all the time. I don't even love the idea of it, and I, have, I understand you're going to tell me, well, how about getting it right? Isn't that important? Well, you know what? It is, but human error is important a lot in, in this game. It has been for 100 years, and I think uh, it, it's part of it. Like, I, I don't want robotic umpires. I don't want baseball turning into a video game. And if you're now going to use AI like you're talking, you're going to use this data, this a- analytics, to tell me a guy's cheating when the people on the field can't tell, and it's not blatantly obvious, then I say stay away. You know, if something's obvious, Austin, and there's cheating in sports, that's fine. The other part can often be viewed as being crafty. <laughs> you know, I mean, you just if you ain't cheating, you're not trying, right? One of those things. You you did it in football. You you tried to bend the rules and as much as you can on a play or whatever. You, now some people call it dirty and there's a fine line between dirty and bending and, and trying to get the advantage that you can get. But unless it's blatantly obvious in all sports, we have that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I don't like it. I don't like getting uh, analytics and, and, you know, AI involved and all this stuff. And I'm telling me, well, it's too uh you know, whatever that would even be uh revolutions too much. And so therefore he must've cheated. There must be a substance. Go check his hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: I just to me you're you're getting too intricate. You're you're not letting human error be a thing. Um And once again, like I said, if you keep going this direction, uh there's really no end to the madness. And pretty soon, it's just going to be all artificial intelligence and robots making all these calls. And if that's the case, it's going to be a pretty boring sport to follow. So.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, hey, uh, here's another quick hitter topic. Uh, James Harden's been unbelievable. I think one of the updates had, had talked about uh, just how good he's been. Who is watching get involved here. Uh, should he be the MVP? Should he be in contention for MVP despite the trade and, and the early uh, time with Houston? Uh, how much consideration should James Harden be getting right now for MVP of the NBA?
2: I think he should be getting some. I think if you were to end it right now, he wouldn't get it um, because there's been players that have been doing it longer and more consistently. But I think the fact that Kevin Durant's out, now Kyrie Irving's out, James Harden's still going out there and willing the Nets to win, doing it by himself now, definitely puts him in there. I think injuries to Joel Embiid and LeBron James are going to help that case as well because I think those would be the two that you would – Kind of put ahead of him, I think uh, Nurkic should be in contention. So to me, it's it's now Harden, Nurkic, and um, and like Dame are are the three that are probably in contention for it. Luca can work himself in there, and depending on how long LeBron and Joel are out, it might disqualify him from it a little bit.
1: Wait, is it Nurkic or is it Jokic?
2: Oh, I'm sorry, Jokic. Trust
1: me, because when it comes to names in NBA, you know how bad yeah, I am. Right. I'm just making Nerkic, sure I get the right guy. Nurkic is
2: the center for the Trailblazers. Got you. I'm thinking of uh, yes. The Joker, right, from yes. Denver. Okay, Jokic. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So
1: he's probably the favorite. I mean, I, I'm looking at the odds right now, uh, and according to mm. this book, and it was updated yesterday, he's a minus 110 to win the MVP right now. And the next best odds are plus 600. That's LeBron James. And then Joel Embiid is plus 600 as well. And then Giannis Antetokounmpo is plus 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 650.
2: Giannis is another one that definitely should be on there. I just wonder if there's fatigue because he won it last year, so sure, people sure. might want to move on. Well,
0: and he's oh, he, he, minus one ten. Jokic, Jokic. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because, <laughs> do you think um, you know, with James Harden, obviously he's playing a great brand of basketball right now, but do you think it also hurts him from the fact that he did go to Brooklyn? You know, he he, he went like, because yeah. say what you want about James Harden. But there's still, in my opinion, there's still that image of him kind of wanting out of Houston, kind of whining and complaining and getting his way, and then going to Brooklyn in a lot better situation. And then it seems like he's playing a better brand of basketball. Does that hurt him from the fact that he essentially held the team hostage, Mm -hmm. got his way, goes to Brooklyn, playing great basketball? Like, Does that hurt him in the MVP voting? And should it hurt him?
2: I think it should. Will it? No, because okay. because now you have Durant out, Kyrie Irving out, and he's going to be the, the main go-to guy for the Nets. So you'll have this whole situation where they're going to look at it and, and he's going to keep them afloat and, and keep them winning games by himself yeah. on a team where, you know, depending on how they wanted to run the offense, he could be the second scorer or the third scorer. So, you know, I, I think because he's now the only guy in that capacity for the Nets that Depending on how long it goes, he's going to he's gonna work that away.
1: If you take injuries out of it right now, and let's assume everyone's healthy in a perfect world, you know, the, that sunshine and rainbows world, who mm-hmm. do you think would be the favorite for MVP right now? LeBron. If everybody was healthy. Le- LeBron? And you yeah. think Embiid would be second?
2: I think it would be LeBron and then Embiid, yeah. Yeah. Because, because LeBron's, Embiid's numbers are better, but there's the narrative of how old LeBron is now, sure. so that's going to get him, or would have gotten him the the MVP if he had stayed healthy.
0: Yeah. All right, Well let's, let's, let's be honest now. Uh, LeBron, you could almost give the MVP to every right. year yeah. um, if you really wanted to. So uh, the hardened thing is interesting. I think you nailed it, too, Kuz. I don't – the hardened thing, uh, or, or really, Austin, when you brought that up, it is a little sour-tasting on the Harden front, yeah. given everything from the out-of-shape to I want out to all this stuff. But I don't think that should deny him the MVP. Well, and- I mean, if he's playing at an MVP caliber, he's playing at an MVP caliber, and he's been unbelievable.
2: And on top of that, you know, there's other players that have done similar situations, and I don't know if this is exactly that situation, but Blake Griffin hadn't had a dunk since 2019. His first game <laughs> with the Nets, he slammed it. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, where'd that come from, you know?
1: because let, let me ask you this question. You're a big 76ers fan. I remember I've asked you this before. This might have been like four or five months ago. If it was to be where Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and someone had to go, I think you were on Team Ben Simmons because his, his skill set, it offered a lot more.
2: Oh, uh, to to trade? Yeah, to trade I away. Wanted, well, I I wanted yeah. Embiid. Oh, do you, you you want to keep him Embiid? I wanted to trade Embiid. I yeah, exactly. To keep yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, so yeah. so what
1: I'm asking you now: Do you still feel the same way with how Embiid's no. playing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, right.
2: But to that, I don't want to get rid of Simmons either because no, he's one uh, of the best. Well, defenders. and it
1: seems like you know I think Doc Rivers is doing a fantastic job there in Philly. If we're being honest here, I think they're yeah. all getting along. Everyone seems to be happy. We don't see the the cryptic Joel Embiid tweets as much. But where it stands right now, if one had to go, you're saying bye to Ben Simmons.
2: I, you Kuz, you can't have both of them. I know, I know. As you were get saying that, fence. as you were saying that, though the injury risk still makes me really worried with Embiid.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, you're in you're in Kuz's emotions right now. <laughs> you do not know how to Kuz, handle this. G- give me an answer.
2: Uh, so,
1: so, so I can take this tomorrow and take the 76ers in it, so they I'm can gonna, hear you. You're going
0: to
2: get me upset. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still. I guess with because Embiid's been playing so well and he's been the, one of the best players, if not the best player, yes. I would keep him.
1: You would keep on beating. You would trade Ben Simmons. Say it.
2: Sure. Okay. I
1: Good. Yeah, no, I, No. hey, I don't think you're wrong. I probably did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it. official. Say
0: it. Say it's official. It. Just say pressure. it. some pressure. Was there hazing going on there? <laughs> you're missing out, man. <laughs> uh, hey, it's time to get in Austin's emotions. Shock your box season. It's up next. What's he going to bring to the table today? It's on ESPN 690 when we come back.
1: Austin Lane. Are we on right now?
0: or not. Like our screen? I guess we're good. Brent Martineau. Yeah, you got to okay. go all the way. Yeah, we're back. Thanks for your concern. You're welcome. Uh- <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. The Jets pick at number two, probably regardless of who they took, was going to be interesting to me because, as you guys know, being New Yorkers, that's sort of where the draft really begins, right? We know what happens with the Jaguars at pick one and Trevor Lawrence, and then we also know that the Jets have options here. Now, I'm not sure exactly which side of the fence you guys uh, stand on right now, but I'm a firm believer that the Jets should be strongly considering taking a quarterback at number two.
1: Am I just doing this myself? Was someone going to tell me? I did. Well, I thought Brent was going to come back in and like, all right, well, my bad. Hey. <laughs> I mean, hey, just flying by the seat of our pants. Why not? Welcome back to ESPN 690. I'm Austin Lane. My co-host Brent Marno. Um, audio issues. You know, that's what happens when you're on the road sometimes. It is what it is. But that's okay. Because we're about to do a shock your mock segment. coos. before that, though, I'm seeing... On the ESPN 690 chat, did I say that right? Yep, that's right. And by the way, are you going to stay in a lane and just pick a, a, a logo for it? Because how many different logos have we had the past well, week?
2: Well, but Yeah, but then I'm like, I was like, it's kind of aggressive, right? So like I wanted to get think, it to match hey, the background I, of the chat.
1: I think it was fine at stream chat, but you've been so adamant about changing it, and this is like the fifth version of the ESPN 690 chat that we've seen. And if you want to see the fifth version of it, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Periscope. Um, I think that I said all of them. But Kuz, I'm looking at the chat right now. And people are wanting to see what's up with the Trevor Tracker. Do you have any updates for us, real quick, before you get in the shock your mock?
2: Um, I know that <laughs> I know that his fiance she bought something that essentially got her identity stolen, so she had to work okay, on getting that thing.
1: Is, is this public knowledge, or did you do something crazy?
2: She posted it on her Snapchat and her uh, Instagram.
1: That identity was stolen.
2: Yeah, because she bought something – I mean, I don't – so it was like, uh, you know, because she travels a lot, uh, at least according
1: I, hey, to I, – <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that, but okay. please continue.
2: Well, she travels a lot, yeah. uh, at least according to Instagram. Sure. Uh, From what I've seen. Sure. And I guess she saw that there was like a fast pass. You know, you can get the, the TSA fast pass stuff. Mm-hmm. I think there was one that was not – Right. Like mm-hmm. one that said, like, you can just walk right in. So she bought it, mm-hmm. gave them all her information yep. and then was like, wait, is this a real thing? And found out it wasn't a real thing and had to go through like life lock and all that stuff.
1: OK, obviously, our condolences to her. That sucks for right. her. Hopefully she figures that out. But now I'm going to be honest with you. OK, I, I asked for the Trevor tracker. Yeah, Trevor didn't, was
2: <laughs> didn't ask for the
1: Trevor Lawrence's fiance
2: tracker. They, they celebrated a wedding the other we, uh, last weekend. Not, not, their, not their wedding. No, okay. which was a confusion for some on social media. Did we see a suit? He wore a bl- uh, navy blue suit, I believe. Tie? I don't recall. I don't recall what, the color of the tie. It was when, it was when a when black said, and white. It was a black and white. Photo. I'm trying to help
1: you out. <laughs> okay, people are wanting to hear the Trevor Tracker, and I'm trying to. I'm throwing you softballs right now. I'm put, I'm not even throwing. I'm throwing them on the tee. And when you say Trevor Lawrence goes to a wedding, I you should be able to tell me what kind of tie he wore. But I you know, can't even do that.
2: No, because the photos she posted, if I remember correct, were black and white.
1: Okay, you know what? For for the sake of our viewership, I'm shutting this down right now, okay? <laughs> it, this has been a disappointing Trevor Tracker. Can you, God, you do,
2: that was a good – I feel
1: like can it was good. You do, no, because we talked about his fiance having her identity stolen, which, once again, our biggest condolences well, uh, to Mrs. Lawrence, the future if, Mrs. Lawrence. Well, that could be because if
2: they're working on getting their stuff connected – there could be some concern that Trevor got a, got attacked there, you know.
1: Right now, TMZ is shaking their head at you. I'm trying to get you as TMZ endorsement, <laughs> and they're like, we, we we can't with this kid. He can't even say <laughs> what kind of tie he had at the wedding. It is what it is. So that's that's Trevor Tracker. Sorry I brought it up, everybody. That's what you get for going I on. Like it did good. That's what you get for going on the, the 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 ESPN 690 chat and requesting it. Everybody happy now? Did y'all get your fix? Because I didn't. I learned about Trevor Lawrence's fiance getting her identity stolen, and Trevor Lawrence wore a suit to a wedding. Whoa. Okay, Coos. <laughs> it's about that time. You got that music ready for me? <laughs> it's funny when Brent leaves and you just go off the rails, isn't it? All right, dude. Hit me with it, Coos.
0: He is none other than the shock Master.
2: On a shock. Yo, We're gonna shock yo' mark. Brutality, don't you think?
1: Shocking. We're shock yo'.
0: Shocking upset. I feel shocked. Shock! Yo! Mock! We're going to shock! Yo! Mock! I am shocked. I mean,
2: I am shocked. That's what I mean.
1: I am. All right. One last thing before we get into shock your mock. It's going to be a special one, everybody. Kuz, did you make the ESPN 690 chat bigger? Because now it's blocking (laughs) the entire. Hey, man. Can, can we just have one segment without Brent here okay. where it doesn't go off the rails?
2: No, but here's the problem is because... Tell,
1: tell me the... I can't wait for you to tell me the problem <laughs> of why this thing is taking up the entire screen right now. Well, Let, Let's hear it. What, what's the problem, dude? Okay,
2: because we switched and, and Brent is not on this segment, Sure, I thought it would be weird for the camera shot to just see Brent sitting there watching... Uh, softball or baseball, whatever he was watching. Sure. So I moved the chat over so that it would cover his shot. Yeah. But when I did that, the stream chat, or the chat, as we now call it, yeah. was too small. So then I made it bigger, but now I realize it's too big because if you put more than like one line of anything, you can't see it.
1: <sighs> yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm seeing red right now. You, <laughs> you you, lost me at like the second sentence in that whole thing. Whatever. Okay. Today's shock your mock. I'm gonna do something a little differently. Cause you got the, I mean, can you bring up the picture too? Or thumbs up already? It's up, it's up. Crazy response time. It's, it's amazing how the picture is ready, but you can't seem to get the chat thing <laughs> lined up. <laughs> and you, you can't seem worry. to do so the Trevor tracker. Oh, you better believe it's a work in progress. Two years in the show, it's a work in progress. Okay. Whew. Back to Shock Your Mock now. It's going to be a special Shock Your Mock segment because I'm not going to lie. I may have had a couple of family members, close family members, reach out to me yesterday and said, hey, you got to calm down on your sports show. Okay, now, they're not radio experts like I appear to be or i i i fake like i am but i'm going to take their you know i'm going to take their criticisms into account and this is going to be a more of a zen um more of a yoga-ish shock your mock because yesterday i'll be honest um i blew a fuse Okay. After that tracking mock segment, I was like on cloud nine. I didn't know where I was. I was just running through the motions. I was running on E, even to the point like where I went to MMA after that. And like I had like the biggest like crink in my neck. You, you know, like when you get like a stress headache and stuff like that. <laughs> right, right. Dude, I had that going to MMA. Okay, I had a headache before MMA practice. Usually happens after practice. So, so today
2: I'm gonna go ahead. Well, I'm just. I at this point, I'm hoping that Trevor's taking the first pick, and we'll, we'll at least avoid hey. that.
1: I hope so. So with that being said, it's going to be a zen. I'm going to try to counterbalance from yesterday, and it's going to be a little more calm, a little more peaceful, a lot of hum, and we're going to do a shock your mock. So today's guy, today's uh, shock your mock contestant mm, is Josh the fat man. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I looked into his Twitter profile. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous for this because none of my people that I follow follow Josh the Fat Man. Usually, you have one friend in common or one you know follower in common, zero friends in common. And when you have zero friends in common, sometimes you could be a rogue, and sometimes you could go for the New York Giants and we, uh, I'm sorry, the New York Jets, and we don't want that right now. So Josh the Fat man, I'm about to shock your mock. Who's you put it up there, please? Is it up? Can you tell me, is it up, please? Yes, it's up. up. Kuz, I'm trying so hard to be Zen. Okay, (laughs) it's up. I see it. Okay, first of all, Josh the Fat Man, the fact that you felt the need to put out every single draft pick that you had and then why you picked them, you aren't Mel Kuyper. Okay, this is shock your mock, not try to put your mock up there and then explain what you did. No, the mock draft will speak for itself. So immediately you get minus points because you try to say why you drafted Trevor Lawrence, why you drafted these other guys, minus points for you. Not off to a good start of getting a t-shirt. Trevor Lawrence taking number one. Duh, he says, and that's the only one I'm gonna actually, I'm, I'm gonna highlight this. You sort of edited it out the, the commentary that he put on here. Not a big deal, Coos. We're still learning. The the well, shows I felt
2: like you'd want to know his reasoning.
1: Definitely not. So, Trevor Lawrence, duh. Okay, off to a great start. Quarterback at number one. We understand it, everybody. We're out, we're on the right track, okay? No Zach Wilson malarkey. Okay, we got Trevor Lawrence off to a great start. Whew. We all doing good? Fantastic. Pick number 25. This is a, a first-round pick, by the way. <clears throat> Jalen Mayfield offensive tackle out of Michigan. And like I said, it's going to be a very zen shocker mock, but I'm trying not to go off the handle right now because you just sent me a guy who's not even going to be the starter day one. Where are you going to put him? Juwan Taylor's the right tackle, and obviously they like him a lot. And you just signed Cam Robinson to a franchise tag, twelve to $13 million. So please, sir, tell me, where's Jalen Mayfield going to play? Oh, he's not. He's going to be a depth pick. So now we're going first round depth picks. You know how I feel about that. Getting a little more frustrated, but going to keep it within reason. And we're going to keep the car on the road. Hate that pick. Hate that pick, Josh the Fat Man. What are you doing? Pick number 33, second round, Pat Fryermuth. Mm, The tight end position is getting um, addressed, and we all like that here in Jacksonville. Good pick. I mean, obviously Fryermuth's been in every single one of these mock drafts, and I'm not mad at it. There's connections there from the Penn State coaching staff, who's now the tight end coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pat Fryermuth, probably the second or third best tight end in this draft behind the almighty Kyle Pitts. So, Pat Fryermuth, I a lot. Uh, Richie Grant. Okay, and now we, you know, Richie Grant's a guy who, I think, have we said Richie Grant every single Shock Your Mock episode? I think so. Can we get a different safety in here? Because I'm sick and tired of saying his name. Very easy to pronounce, but give me something new, people. Yes, Richie Grant. I've said it for the third time now. Probably the third best safety in the second round. Might be a little bit of a reach. Could be a little bit of a Giannis out of the Kempo reach, but I'm not mad at it because you're addressing a position. So far, set aside from the first round pick of Jalen Mayfield, not too bad. Coos, let's get this guy's size because he might get a t shirt. Third round, pick 65. Let me take a one hum because I'm about to lose my marbles. Pete Werner out of Ohio State linebacker. I understand that there's an Urban Meyer connection, so I get that point. But here's what I can not understand. You're going to bring in a middle linebacker, and don't you dare tell me, Josh the Fat Man, that he's going to play outside when he only has three career sacks. So now you're taking a third-round pick at the middle linebacker spot when you have Miles Jack and Joe Showbord's making all that money. Why the heck did you take Peter? Werner, middle linebacker out of Ohio State, don't even, and what was the, not going to lose it, because what was the reason that this guy gave why he took that dude from Ohio State? Plays to the
2: whistle, good football IQ.
1: Okay, so he plays to the whistle. I think a lot of players in the NFL are going to play to the whistle, and I get it, Ohio State-Urban Meyer connection. But get this guy out of my face, and guess what? You've just lost. Shock your mock. I don't care about your other guys. you got Marquez Stevenson out of Houston in the fourth round. Wide receiver, very fast guy. Okay, whatever. And then in the other fourth round, defensive tackle is addressed but I'm going to take a big hum because I can't pronounce this guy's name out of Notre Dame, and since he's a fourth-round pick, I don't have to know his name right now, but it's so hard to pronounce, and you know how I feel about hard pronunciations. It took me two years to pronounce Giannis out of DeCampo, so I'm not going to even attempt this dude's name, and I still have to learn 12 free agent you know, picks that the Jaguars just brought in. All I know right now is Marvin Jones and Shaq Griffin, and really, I'll be honest, nobody else comes to mind because that's just oh and Carlos Hyde who Brent Martineau can't stand. Carlos Hyde isn't gonna get a t-shirt. So with that being said and Cu I think I'm doing a pretty good job of keeping this thing on the rails and not losing my marbles. Say that for the second time that's a little aggressive. With that being said, sir, get Jalen Mayfield out of my face. We are not gonna bring in depth in the first round. We are gonna bring in starting caliber players in the first round. And get Pete Werner out of my face as well. I don't want a middle linebacker in the third round. So we're gonna give you a t-shirt because I would go against my word if I said yesterday, if you said Trevor Lawrence's name, you get a t-shirt. So you are getting a t-shirt. But once again, Brent Martineau is not here right now. So we're gonna ask for your size. Um, and, and whatever your size is going to be, we're going to send you two sizes too small. So you're getting a t-shirt, but it's not going to fit you because don't you ever come on this show and try to bring in depth at the offensive tackle position in the first round. That's not what we do here in ESPN 690. Take that place someplace else. Coos, I have spoken. I hope we're all relaxed. I hope we're all chill. Okay. I can't believe he took an offensive tackle in the first round little triggered and i can't believe we have a middle linebacker in the third round still a little triggered but we're better people for it everybody we got through this thing i didn't yell one time lord knows i wanted to Coos in this whole stream chat business is really pushing me over the edge right now but we got there we got there and josh the fat man your mock has been shocked. let a big exhale out Thanks for playing. Enjoy your Two Sizes Too Small t-shirt.
2: Did the music help you?
1: It did, actually. <laughs> that, that, that music should have been playing the whole time, if we're being honest. Sir. That would have... Because like, I felt like I was in church for a second. I felt like I was like preaching a gospel. I was trying to go yoga mode, and I had the music for it. So thanks for bringing the yoga music. Uh Five minutes too late, but it's okay, Coos. I appreciate
2: it. It did take me a really long time. There was not good meditation well, music. you know what? And
1: if I want to be a, a true professional, I probably should have told you, hey, I'm going yoga mode today for Shakyamak, and you would have the music ready. So that, that, that one's on me. Okay? That's my fault. I apologize, Coos. We'll get better. But once again... By all means, send us your shock, your mock, uh, you know, mock dress. Oh, so by the way, did he say where that website was taken from?
2: No, I didn't have one. I was looking for you. Ah, smart, smart, smart.
1: Okay, well, that was your that was this daily's uh, edition of shock your mock. Maybe we'll have Brent back after the break. Maybe not. I'm not gonna lie. I say we just do the rest of the show yoga style. That I mean, that was good for me. How was he for you, Coos?
2: I liked it. You liked it? Yeah. Hold on, I get the.
1: Yeah, so
2: more Zen,
1: more non offensive tackle talk in the first round coming up here on ESPN 690. Namaste. Am I bringing this back in or is Brett? Okay, I think Brett is. (laughs)
0: <laughs> is that, I, I was trying to figure out if that was really us back on i mean what are what kind of music is that that would be calming yoga
1: music i guess you would call it that's what you would hear at the end of a yoga session
0: ah very good uh is that what we needed after shock your um
1: that's what we played during shock your
0: oh okay yeah Did, uh, you not listening Uh, two parts. Uh, I was distracted and also trying to get this thing to work. So I'm I'm playing engineer a little bit today.
1: Well, uh, Brent, if you want to go back and listen to it, you should check us out on Facebook, Twitter,
2: (laughs)
0: Periscope, or YouTube. And you you can check out the whole segment. Hey, by the way, it's Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, Periscope, yes, that is an option, but apparently Periscope is going away at the end of the month. Coos, have we remedied that situation?
2: I was, uh, I was telling Austin, no, not necessarily, but we also might be able to get ourselves on TikTok, so we can go for the oh. real young crowd. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: all right. Uh, well, we'll see what happens there. Um, but maybe we'll be on TikTok now. You know, we, ESPN 690 on TikTok could be a big time thing. Hey, you see Mercedes Lewis got another uh, couple-year deal? That no. guy's going to play forever. No, I didn't. Is uh, It's going to be in Green Bay? Yeah, Packers are resigning him. him. Uh, two years, eight million, two point one million guaranteed. How old is Mercedes? I'm not sure. He's up there though. This is a fast yeah, I mean, break.
1: Are, are we leaving right now? Because the cops are coming after you for stealing Trevor Lawrence's fiance's identity.
0: No. no this is how, this is what happens when you run long on shock your mom. <laughs>
2: also, gotcha. Mercedes Lewis is 36 years old.
0: 36 years old. Wow. Uh, we have the same career birthday. career for Mercedes Lewis? Do you really? May 19th. Uh, he signs for, uh, that's about a week before mine. Make a note Texas, of that for your not? identity getting stolen? <laughs> <laughs> Both of ours were uh, Mercedes. Uh, uh, no, no, no. No,
1: Mercedes is good. But I'm saying cruises. Just in case. Hey, former teammate you could bring into a bar fight.
0: Mercedes Lewis near the top of the list. Oh, without a doubt,
1: man. I mean, that, that guy was training MMA before I was. So, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, All right, we got football at five. We got to take a break. Shock your mock. I hope it was worth it. It went a little bit long. Am I giving away a T-shirt? Just confirm.
1: Yeah, but it's not going to be the right size. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back.
0: Action sports acts on ESPN six nights.